You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope you are going to enjoy the month of May, which always turns out to be one of the great months because of the bank holidays at either end of the month. However, in this year's month of May 2023, there may be an extra special treat for everyone because it's also the year when an extra May bank holiday has been granted by the UK government. May the 8th has been designated as a national bank holiday in the UK to mark the coronation of King Charles III. The UK traditionally has eight bank holidays each year, which are public holidays designated by the government. 2023 will have nine bank holidays and then we return to the standard eight bank holidays from 2024 onwards. So now that May the 8th has been designated as a bank holiday, the question we have been asked is whether everyone will be entitled to the bank holiday as an additional day's paid holiday. When it comes to entitlement to bank holidays, things are not as straightforward as they seem. Bank holidays are statutory rights for most workers in the UK, including full-time and part-time employees. And in fact, the only people who are not entitled to paid bank holidays are people who are self-employed. However, how you are able to exercise your entitlement to the bank holidays varies, depending on the terms of your employment contract and the industry in which you work. The statutory entitlement, meaning your legal entitlement according to your employment rights, the statutory entitlement to bank holidays for full-time employees is that you are entitled to all eight bank holidays as part of your annual leave entitlement. This means that if your contract provides a statutory number of holidays, you will be entitled to 20 days of paid annual leave and eight bank holidays. That is the current statutory entitlement in the UK. If you are a part-time worker, you are also entitled to the same bank holiday entitlement as a full-time employee. But the number of bank holidays you are entitled to and the number of days annual leave will be worked out on an equivalent or pro rata basis, meaning that in terms of bank holidays, you get a statutory amount of hours of the bank holiday in line with the number of hours you work. For example, if a full-time employee works 40 hours per week and has eight paid bank holidays per year, which is equivalent to 64 hours of paid bank holiday hours, then a part-time employee working 20 hours per week would be entitled to the equivalent of four days of paid bank holidays. This is in accordance with the number of hours worked. So the calculation used to work out your bank holiday entitlement, if this is you, would be the 20 contracted hours you work, divided by the 40 hours per week which your colleagues work, which is the equivalent of the full-time hours, 
multiplied by the 64 hours of paid bank holiday hours. And that 64 hours is made up of the eight statutory paid bank holidays times the standard eight-hour working day. Eight times eight is 64. And that totals 32 hours of paid bank holiday hours, which is equivalent to four bank holiday days. And this is how the calculation would be used to work out any equivalent bank holiday or holiday entitlement for part-time workers. It's the number of hours worked divided by the full-time hours of employees multiplied by the full company allowance of annual leave or bank holidays. Whatever happens in the way your holidays are calculated, as a part-time worker, your employer must, not may, but must ensure that you as a part-time worker are not treated any less favourably than your full-time colleagues. And what that means is that if your employer is allowing full-time staff to have paid time off for bank holidays, you must also be allowed paid time off for bank holidays, even if the bank holidays fall on a day you would not normally work. So, if the bank holidays fall on days you would not normally work, you are still entitled to your pro rata allowance of 32 paid bank holiday hours. So, you end up with the same legal entitlement as your full-time colleagues. And then it's between you and your employer as to whether or not those 32 hours are given to you in additional pay because you worked the bank holiday or some additional hours off at another time. But you must receive your entitlement. And to not give you this, your employer would be breaking the law and breaching your employment rights. Now, if you're a temporary worker or a PAYE casual worker or a worker who does not have fixed hours, you are still entitled to the same annual leave and bank holiday entitlement as permanent employees. And your right to receive this entitlement is governed by the working time regulations of 1998. And in simple terms, this means that all workers are legally entitled to a statutory amount of 5.6 weeks of holidays per year or the equivalent hours of paid holidays per year if you don't work full time. And 5.6 weeks represents 20 days paid holiday and eight bank holidays. And the system for working out your entitlement is the same as we've just discussed for part-time workers. If you are a worker who does not have fixed hours, your situation is a little more complex because your employer will need to look back at your previous 52 paid weeks or what is called the holiday pay period and then take an average week's hours worked using those 52 weeks. So it might look something like adding up all of the hours you've worked and then dividing that by 52 to come up with a week's leave. And that week's leave is then used to determine what a paid holiday week will look like for you. If you've not been in work for a year, then your employer must, not may, but must use all of the weeks you have worked and work out an average week from those hours. A week is defined in the Employment Rights Act of 1996 as starting on a Sunday and ending on a Saturday. 
And again, you are entitled to be paid for bank holidays, even if the bank holiday falls on a day you do not work. So having clarified the statutory levels of leave and bank holiday entitlement, the next question is whether you will be entitled to the extra May 8th bank holiday as a paid bank holiday. And the answer is, it depends. Whether you get an extra paid day's holiday for the 8th of May might depend on the exact wording in your contract of employment. For example, if your contract says all bank holidays are paid time off, this means you will get an additional day's paid holiday on the 8th of May. But if your contract just gives a total number of days holiday each year, this might mean that you will not get an additional day's holiday because if the bank holiday is not included in the wording in your holiday entitlement, your employer doesn't have to add the extra day's bank holiday. The employer can if they want to, but they are not legally obliged to do so. And because of that legal obligation or lack of it, what employers have been advised to do before the May 8th bank holiday and why we are putting this episode out now is because employers have been asked to discuss and agree three principles with their workforce. Firstly, whether the business or organisation will close for the extra May 8th bank holiday. Secondly, what type of leave and pay will apply if employees and workers are not working on May the 8th? And finally, what process employees and workers should follow to ask whether the bank holiday will be paid and to then ask for the bank holiday off with pay if the business or organisation is staying open? The whole process should not be a test and it should not be made overcomplicated for staff when the day is supposed to be one of celebration. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that the Coronation Bank Holiday on May the 8th, 2023 is a special occasion and a public holiday in the UK. Most employees and workers will be entitled to a day off with pay on this day. But not everyone will get this because the entitlement to this additional bank holiday varies depending on the terms of your employment contract and the industry in which you work. Your starting point is to check the wording in your contract of employment and then familiarise yourself with your employer's position on the three suggested principles all employers have been asked to have in mind and to discuss with their staff when deciding arrangements for work and payment for the bank holiday. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues 
and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy our podcasts. Until next week, have the best employment rights week you can and enjoy the extra bank holiday. Bye for now.